This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Sky Blues Extra. Hello and welcome to the Sky Blues Extra podcast, proudly sponsored by Dylan's Brewery and the Sky Blue Tavern. I'm Ross Cooper and today I'm joined by Matt Trutwin to have a look ahead to Coventry City's home game on Sunday against Millwall at the CBS Arena. Matt, how are you? Very well. How are you, how are you doing? I'm good, mate. Not too bad. Have you recovered from the uh, your antics on Sunday with the kids' party? Yeah, I'm getting to that age now. It takes a couple of days, but, uh, but we're, we're getting there. <laughs> good, good, good. Um, so obviously, uh, another home game um, for us mm-hmm. to look forward to. Millwall, uh, the visitors. And I mean, this actually starts a, a decent run of fixtures for us when you, when you're on paper, when you look at it. And it's an opportunity to, to get back to winning ways in the league uh, and try and, if we can, to put another good run together i mean looking at millwall what well what 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 have you made of millwall uh obviously matt because they had obviously gary rowett in charge at the start of the season we obviously beat them um on the 25th of november 3-0 and they'd had mm-hmm. the, their new manager had only been in for a game prior to that yeah they've, he's only won four matches uh one of those was four nil winning at Sheffield wednesday and then they've only won three since but they've not won since new year's day what do you make of them as a team? What do you? What can we expect on on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, I was surprised when they got rid of Rowett. To be honest with you, I think for them he was a pretty solid um, man to have in charge. Obviously, last season they probably had a few frustrations with the fact they didn't end up in the playoffs. But I think it was a pretty solid effort to get them in the equation and be that close. Really, it obviously came down to the final day of the season for them. So. I was a bit surprised. It feels like they've maybe gone for a bit of a culture change with with the new manager because I know he's relatively young and he's come from the England youth setups 
Um, he's been so, coached with Frank Lampard, hasn't he, as well, uh, yeah. Joe Edwards. And he's going to be... You'd imagine that that appointment screams, we're going to have to give this guy some time because they are trying yeah. to play like a possession-based. I know he, after we beat them 3-0, he came out and I think they won the game because they had had more possession, I think, that game, the way he talked about it, you know. But it's... Yeah, because Gary Rowett was actually up there, wasn't he, for one of the longest serving managers in the championship, mm. you know. Um, and I don't know if what they what they are really at the moment. Like I mm. say, they they are currently on a run of you know four games um, without a win, three defeats in the last four. Uh, the, the most recent coming away at Hull City one nil. They lost their previous away game before that two nil away at QPR. I mean, they don't seem to be scoring a lot of goals. Mm. And they seem to obviously be leaking them. So, I mean, it's an opportunity, isn't it, for us, really, at home? Mm. Yeah, you'd, you'd think so. It's one also, I mean, look back over their fixtures. You, as you say, when we beat them 3-0, they actually had over 60% possession, possession in that game. It's the kind of away day that I, I really do look quite optimistically ahead at, because especially with this manager, if he is coming in and thinking we want to, hold the ball because i don't think they're quite there yet as a as a football team and i think that suits us perfectly you have the ball you know what we're gonna nick it off you quite comfortably and then we're gonna hurt you quite um quite efficiently on the break and that's you know one of those games which fit into that pattern i've looked at their stats this season i think the eight games they've won seven of them they've had lesser possession and i think five of those they had less than 40 percent. so they were they seem to be a side that does overwhelmingly better when they have less of the ball. Um, but as you say, I think they've got a manager in who's probably wanting to change the culture, wanting to play a different way. And um, and so, as you say, they're a little bit of a weird team at the minute. They're hard to call because they're trying to play a way which I don't necessarily think fits them as a football team or the stats and the, the results don't particularly bear out to suggest that the way that he maybe wants to play or turn them into works best for them. Exactly. And I think the other thing is, you know, obviously some of our fans, obviously, you know, um, that we, that we, our 12 game unbeaten run didn't continue you know, indefinitely. <laughs> and obviously we lost to Norwich, but I think it's so easy to forget. I remember I mean, you did a pod, I think it was around the sort of time of the whole city game, you know, uh, mm. several months ago. And we were still adapting and we were like, you know, people were settling in. People forget that Millwall were in the playoffs a lot last season. Then they fell out and then they, they sort of bottled it, bottled it right at the end. They, they started that game against Blackburn with it in their hands. Yeah. They bottled it. And now they've, they, they, they've fallen away. You know, we, we, we squeezed into the playoffs last day. <laughs> and up until before, well, going into the Norwich game, we, we, you know, we were sick. You know, we, yeah. we're like... We've not dropped off considering the changes, considering the upheaval. I mean, their squad has stayed pretty much the same. I mean, looking at their team, the top goal scorer, uh, Fleming and Nisbet, both got five goals apiece. <laughs> I yeah. mean, you know, it's scary stuff. Um, and, yeah. and it's not like you're saying they're passing the goals around the team as well. It's not, you know, there are a load of players who've got four or three. I think Bradshaw's got a few and then Bradshaw's got four really and then, anybody. It's, then, it's, then it's literally a couple. I mean, this says it all. Brooke Norton Cuffey has got two <laughs> goals. He is yeah. their, he's their fifth highest goal scorer. Um, yeah. What what are you are you scared about seeing Norton Cuffey back at the CBS? No, I mean I don't. You know he did something of a job for us last season in what was you know ultimately a good season. So I don't want to, I guess, disrespect Brooke Norton Cuffey, but I'm not 
I, I'm not petrified, but you know, that in itself, maybe there's not really too many players in their team who are overly petrifying, but um, you know, those, I guess, can be the quite difficult situations. I know they've, they've obviously brought in um, the, the Oberfemi, who's, um, who's had a few moments against us in the past as well, which could be, you know, something for us to be mindful of, but I don't know. I, I, I just think it's so, dependent on how they play as a team in this game if they go in with this belief that they can hold the ball and um and, and kind of match up to us from that perspective i reckon it could be quite an enjoyable afternoon for us but if maybe he's a bit more adaptable to you know where they are as a football team at the moment he might have a long-term goal for them as uh as a young manager he wants to turn into to whatever it might be but he also probably has got to be a little bit more receptive of the fact of they're not quite there in terms of the players that they've got at the minute and they need to um to progress to that point it might be something that you know he can implement a little bit more going into next season so if they if they make like diff- difficult for us it, it could be a really scrappy not very entertaining game but um, you know, if they come in and think they can pass it around and, and hold the ball for a long period of time, then I'd expect to see something similar to what happened at the at the den, obviously earlier on in the season. Yeah, exactly. And that was actually that that day was Sakamoto's first first goal, and obviously he's gone from mm. strength to strength. Uh, seven league goals um, as of now. He, obviously, team news wise, we you know you'd be expecting fully strength side again, a bit of continuity in the forward areas. Um, what what are you thinking in terms of personnel? Yeah, I don't I don't expect we'll see too much change um, from the the previous league game. Obviously, the one area we might see a bit of change is that central mid central midfield area because I think we've just got a little bit of work still to, I guess, see what our best combination is in the absence of Ben Sheaf. So um, that might be still up for up for debate or up for conversation. I think most of the areas of the picture are probably. Um, are probably pretty settled. I don't know. Throwing one at you, what do you think about obviously the potential of a Godden coming back in? You know, it feels like maybe one of those, even just off the name of it, a Millwall, a kind of a a, a difficult team to to play against. Maybe his experience might help a little bit. I think what, he likes scoring against Millwall. There. He likes scoring yeah. against Millwall. He scored twice back to back games at the Den. Um, yeah, obviously last season at the CBS was that one 0 win. Victor as we just picked it up and banged it in from 25 yards yeah. you know in the last four league matches between between the sides it's two wins apiece um i wouldn't be surprised if matty godden came in i, I do mm. feel like Millwall are the sort of team where his sort of movement mm. couldn't could cause them some problems i think you know just mm. that sort of poacher in the box um you got West said, Harden and then you got Tanganga who's coming on loan. Yeah, that's so a good signing. it's an interesting it's... kind of dynamic at the back. And maybe that experience of a Godin might just fit against those players when it comes to, as you say, movement and creating your opportunities and space, maybe. Where do you stand on um you know, because like if we think back to when we discussed Hadji Wright earlier in the season, and obviously he was a little bit like you said, um on the Norwich Review podcast, you know, cumbersome at times, mm. but he got a run of games. He then was in, in the side and then lo and behold, suddenly he started producing and, and his stats. I think, you know, that's taken a lot of people off his back because he's involved in matches. You know, sometimes he misses chances, but he's always getting them. Do, mm. Is there a case to say though about Sims, about giving this guy a run? Sort of like 
almost like no matter what, because it, we haven't mm. got, we're not blessed with options. I mean, I, I see a lot of Coventry fans on Twitter saying Sims or on the forum are like, I'm done with Sims, but these are the same people who are also done with Matty Godden. Now mm. yeah. I don't, I don't see what the other alternative is because we listen, we Mason Clark, who we signed obviously on deadline day. Unfortunately, we haven't got him. Otherwise he could play on the yeah. left and had you right could go down the middle. I don't know what the option other yeah. option is. So one of them's going to have to play. Mm. So who, who he Sims is the future, isn't he? Like, hmm. well, I don't yeah, know. You'd, you'd, yeah, you'd you'd like to hope so. You know, obviously there's a good decade or or thereabouts between him and Godden in age. So we've brought him in as obviously somebody who hopefully long term can produce for us. But you have got to give him a run a game. So it's that balance. You know, there might be a couple of things that you look at with Millwall and say maybe it just naturally fits into a Godden a bit better. But you've got to give Sims a run at games to. Um, to obviously get up to the I guess the speed that you you want him to do or or show what he can do so um but obviously Robbins is going to be judged by his results and if we're all still thinking that the playoffs are uh, a viable option which you know I hope most of us are still thinking then you've got to do what you think is the best thing to do in each individual game so I I would probably lean towards continuing to give Sims that opportunity just more than anything because I think it's a even if you do consider it a risk which maybe I, I know there'll be a lot of people who don't think not playing Matty Godden is a massive risk but even if there are some who think maybe Godden's natural um, advantages are, are a bit better suited to a game like this I think it's a w risk if you consider it a risk worth taking because we do have a threat from a lot of other areas and it feels at the minute where by it's not to say that the centre forward obviously isn't a pivotal role for us, but it certainly doesn't kind of, I guess, mean the be all and end all of our attacking threat and abilities. You know, we've got goals from a few different areas of the pitch, and uh, I, I think there is the opportunity maybe for us to to take that risk in inverted commas, if that's what we would call it. You're listening to Sky Blues X. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Do you think Do you think they will come and try and dominate the ball again? And if so, do, does that lend itself more for us to sort of have those sort of swift counterattacks? With, I with don't, maybe, what do you yeah, think? I don't think so. I, I, I think it would be really foolish and I've got to assume this this manager, even though we obviously don't know so much about his history because of what he's been involved in previously. Um, I have to think he's he's got to understand that whilst he might be building to something, he, he needs to build his way there. And at the minute, them trying to come in and dominate the ball, you know, the stats would very heavily suggest that's not the way for them to play. And, uh, you know, an away day 
a team that obviously have shown, again, a lot of our positive results have come against teams who have held the ball a lot. Yeah. And he will have seen that in his very, well, was his second game as manager of the club where he tried to, where they dominated the ball against us. And obviously the, the result didn't work out too well for them. I'd have to imagine, you know, common sense would, would hope do you, well, not hope because I'd hope he'd, he'd make the mistakes, but you'd have to imagine common sense would suggest he would know trying to come to us and, and dominating the ball is not the way to go. But I really hope he does. Yeah. I think it'd be really an enjoyable afternoon if if that's what they have as their their, their tactic. If you're listening, Joe Edwards, dominate the ball, mate, <laughs> and let us count on you. Uh, I Just talking about Sims, um, at CCFC Analysis on Twitter. Uh, go and check out the page if you haven't already. Um, put up an interesting sort of like, almost like pie chart sort of uh, stats. I don't know if you saw it, Matt, about Ellis Sims comparing him this season to last season. Mm. And a lot of areas is like he's sort of worse off compared to the Ellis Sims of last season. But there's a couple of really interesting points that his total shots is more, his progressive Mm. carries are higher this season than when he played for Sunderland last year. Mm. His percentage of aerial duels won is considerably higher. And his goal-creating actions um, are some of the other sort of highlights that I I look at. I think the, the key areas that maybe for the fans who sort of, because I think he does a lot of work and it's not me saying that he's been like great or anything, but I think he does a lot of work that goes unnoticed. Like he does a lot of stuff that you don't on the face value. See what you want to mm-hmm. see is you want to see your striker. Like what Jokeres was brilliant at. He was brilliant a, a hell of a lot, but what he was great mm-hmm. at is he would pick the ball up, drive into the box and win a penalty or get, sh- and you'd go, God, this guy is directly causing problems. And the key yeah. stat from this, uh, um, sort of stats page is carries into the penalty area this season is way down compared to what he did for Sunderland. I mean, I, I mm. went back and actually watched some of his goals um, for Sunderland last year. He scored a brace mm. against Bristol City amongst other goals where you go, I think a confident Sims can be a real like bully for defense, mm. def- uh, yeah. defenses. And I don't, and I said this to, to Dean last the other week, I don't think it would take much for him for certain things just to click I don't mm. feel that we're fully utilizing him yet, though. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, do you think some of those stats, which he's, you know, lacking in this season, do you think that's down to style? Do you think that's down to us not getting the best out of him? Mm. Yeah, I don't think we're necessarily playing away, which um, which is all centered around a centre forward. You know, we know, obviously, last season, last couple of seasons, we've played an attacking style, which is very heavily leaned into our, our our center forward you know he was the 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 real pivotal point in terms of our attack and it was very much you could get the ball into him from i've never seen a player premier league or not for us um you know i'm not trying to say he's the best player he's, he's ever played in his country but as a commentary fan and as a commentary fan who is old enough to remember premier league days as well you know, I've never seen a striker you could give the ball to, you know, let's say 35, 40 yards out from goal with his back to goal and think, well, this is dangerous as much as Giocares, because it was. We talk about that Millwall goal as an example of that. There was nothing on in that situation. He could just, no. one shimmy away, bang, and it's, and obviously what we're seeing him doing now, past being with us, and we knew we weren't going to replicate that this season. So we had to adapt the way that we were going to obviously have, um, have an attacking output and, and where we were going to see the, the most results. So I don't think we play necessarily the way that is so 
pivotal around a, a striker at the minute, even as well with how we developed, um, I guess, adapted our formation over the last few months mm. and seeing the benefits of it. So, yeah, I don't necessarily think, um, look, you know, we've seen obviously Godden when he's played for us as, as much as he's not going to uh, set the world alight. We've seen runs of games, even at championship level, where he's been more than uh, adequate for us and he's, he, he scored some important goals for us, but at the minute he's not able to to maybe get that same kind of output. So we're scoring goals there, there aren't we, is... as a team. Regard like that's the thing. Yeah. We've not we've not the last time we failed to score was the eleventh of November. That nil nil against Stoke, which just stopped the rot. We've scored in every single game. In a lot of games, we've scored at least two goals. Um, yeah. And the two defeats in that time, we obviously were two one narrow defeat. So it's I think the thing with Sims is you've got the likes of Sakamoto, Hadji Wright, O'Hare scoring. That takes mm. the pressure off. Obviously, we want to see him get a few, but he's up to four goals now. And you sort of look at it and go, well, if he could score between now and the end of the season, if he could get another five, mm. you know, like, even if they're just sort of like tappings, you know, poacher finishes and he got himself yeah. up close to a 10 goal haul, yeah. there'd be positives to take from that, wouldn't there? And I think he's capable yeah, double of double figures. It. Yeah, double figures is, is a solid first season when you haven't necessarily been given, you know, the run of the. Um, the run of games all the way through the season you kind of had to work your way in so i think an important thing for him you know i hope there's people um you know i just hope there's maybe some some older influences for him whether it be in the side or robins or whoever else and i'm sure there are who are kind of i just think he's somebody who maybe needs a little bit of nurturing at the minute even just away from the pitch you know obviously i don't want to lean too much in terms of the, the celebration against bristol city but just kind of you weren't about, a fan of that way you matt I, ju I just think endearing yourself to the fans is 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 an important thing when you're maybe not on form versus putting a blocker up right and you might not you might be trying to send a message to very specific section of the fans but it's very hard for you to kind of say this is for you people over there versus yeah. this is to the fan it, base and it's right. just unnecessary I, I kind of think a lot of the feedback after that was 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 great was positive people saying yeah because he's been getting a lot of stick but that's fine after you've scored a goal it's not great if you go another two three four games yes, because those people because you're targeting people... are gonna they're gonna have even less uh, patience with you on, on the, uh, I mean, the, yeah. what Torp did is the way to go. And like Van Avak have done. So all these, you know, where Torp went over to take a corner against Bristol and he's pumping up the crowd, doing all these sort yeah. of things. That's how you bide yourself time and you get people on your side. So actually if Torp has a, a game where he oh, makes a couple of mistakes, people aren't jumping straight on him because they, mm. they like him. And, mm. and Van yeah. Avak doing all the fist pumps, he could have a really poor game. But I think a lot mm. of fans would probably go, Okay, when he went at his best, and they would see the positive side of it. I think the problem with Sims is he's now being accused of things that Hadji Wright was at the start in terms mm. of body language, in terms of almost having this sort of. And I just think if he could, if he, yeah, if he can, again, it's again, this is all, all ridiculous stuff because people are like, oh, he doesn't look happy, he's not smiling, <laughs> and all this. But I just think seeing him at the front of the group of fan uh, players when they're going to the mm. fans rather than mm. standing at the back. I think things, seeing him sort of come and really pump the crowd would suddenly make you go, ah, oh, yeah, yes, this, mm. this is, you know, he, this is the guy we want. He, he's like, and I, I think, I think the players that are in there, I think he's just lacking confidence and hopefully. And everybody's know. got different personalities, right? You know, he's might not have that personality where he is, 
the kind of person who's going to go in, you know, throw fist pumps up at the crowd and uh, and kind of get people g'd up and everything else, which is which is fine. You know, it's more a case of just not doing things to negatively <laughs> yes. yourself yeah. at the same time. And I just thought, you know, take it. This isn't I'm not trying to, you know, dig out a young man who obviously I can understand being a bit frustrated because maybe he hasn't felt like he's had the opportunity and a little bit of frustration. And there's a, a part of our fan base who have maybe, you know, obviously not been overly glowing in their feedback of him. But for every one Cov fan that there's, you know, been who's been quite vocal about him in a negative point of view, there's been a lot of Coventry fans, mm. as many, if not more, who've kind of said, you know, give him time. We'll be patient. I think he's reinvented the phrase. There's a player in there. You know, that's that, that seems to be the, the conversation on him more than I've heard on anybody in a long time. So there's a lot of players, oh, sorry, a lot of fans or a good percentage of our fan base who are ready to, to be patient with him. And that's not overly common in this day and age. But if you start doing things like that, which are a, a bit silly and unnecessary, um, it doesn't help you. Like you say, if you're not on form, you know, one let's face it tapping goal against bristol city isn't isn't the, the complete changer in terms of your season but let's we all believe or we're hopeful that he can still be what we hope he will be but let's give yourself the best opportunity with the fans to to kind of yeah, uh, yeah. have that opportunity to do it and have everybody behind you and you know like i say it's, it's a small incident it doesn't need to be blown out of proportion he obviously um is a young young lad and, and you have those frustrations but um that's why i just say i hope maybe there are a few people in his yeah. ear just to just to to advise in the right way and and i think there is a player in there to yeah. to, to go on the cliche and i'm, and I'm hopefully he he will ultimately come exactly. good for us. I, I agree i agree looking um before i take a prediction for the millwall game just mm. looking at our remaining february fixtures millwall on sunday plymouth away on valentine's uh, day so i'm sure lots of uh <laughs> Misses are going to be delighted when people tra travel all the way down to there. Uh, Stoke City away, followed by yeah. Preston at home. And that, that may get moved. I, I would mm. be really surprised if it, if, if it doesn't because obviously the FA Cup scheduling. But of those four games, you, we've got to be licking our lips there at an opportunity mm. to really get some more serious points on the board. What, you know, what would you take from those four games? Yeah, I mean, in terms of the league games, I think Millwall... Um... Absolutely, we should be looking to to win that game. I I think Plymouth, um, you know, they've shown signs of life certainly coming into this division, and they've got a few dangerous players. But I don't think there's any reason we can't think we could go there and and pick up points. Stokes similar, um, Preston. Yeah, I I really like to to, to do Preston over to be honest with you because it just yeah. feels like Dunbar. one of those sides where we we um. We, we owe them one. So, yeah, there's no reason why in that run of games we shouldn't be looking at, you know, maybe, what, three Millwall, maybe a couple of draws, maybe eight, nine points in there. Um, and again, this is what we're talking about. You even go a little bit further than that with regards to West Brom, if we can go there and even avoid defeat against a team that we're in and around in, in terms of the league position. And then you've got Rotherham at home, which you hope is a winnable game. You know, you took in uh, what is a period of time that, equates to about five, six weeks, i.e. that period of time that we're potentially going to be missing sheaf. And you're thinking, well, we could still add a good 12, oh. 13 points, which is going to, realistically, it's going to keep us in that conversation, right? And, and obviously, Mill, the, obviously the, other than Ben Sheaf, the other absentee will be Liam Kitchen serving the mm. second of his two-game suspension. Um, 
So obviously you'd imagine Louis Binks will, will obviously continue to vacate in, in that position. Um, let's finish off then, Matt. I will get a prediction. You sound quite positive, so I'm hoping for a, another <laughs> victorious prediction. But uh, what are you going to go for? Yeah, I, I am. I, I'm actually going to go for a scrappy win, though, to be honest with you. I think it'll be 1-0. I expect, just from common sense, that this, um, this Joe Edwards character is going to kind of realise that trying to dominate the ball against us is not going to be the way to go. So I reckon they're going to try and make life difficult for us. It might take us, um, you know... Uh, uh, I, I guess a, a little bit of trial and error trying to, to to break them down. They've obviously got a few players that um, have experience at this level or they've obviously got a big future in the game with Tanganguru they've brought in on loan. So I don't think it's going to be as easy as maybe some people might think it will be on paper, but I do think um, we'll, we'll get the win. But I just think it might be a bit of a scrappier affair and I'll, I'll go for a 1-0 victory. One nil victory. Well, that would do very nicely, and maybe Ellisons will tap it in and do some more shushing <laughs> to the to the fans. Um, that's all we've got time for. Thank you as always, Skyblue Army, for tuning in. Um, and your continued support is very much appreciated. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, all our social media channels at Skyblues Extra. Thank you, Matt, for your time uh, this evening. Um, and let's hope for a Skyblues victory on Sunday. Make sure you check out Dylan's Brewery uh, before the game and after uh, for some great beverages and play up sky blues thanks for listening to the sky blues extra podcast away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.